Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our first webinar live. My name is Matthew Amato, Global Marketing and Public Relations Manager for IBS Electronics Group. So now let's introduce our latest and greatest, Mr. Sorab Tavakoli, also known as Rob Tavi. He's the Managing Director of IBS Electronics Group, and Supermana, Ms. Manakadar, CEO and founder of Manakadar Beauty. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you for introducing us. And before we get started, I just want to first start, give some uh, that's a gratitude to some people out there. I would like to first thank all the frontline workers, doctors, service workers, and law enforcement. You're all leading by example, giving us a hope of courage during these challenging times. And second, I'd like to thank my beautiful wife and partner, Nana Kadar, for participating in our first webinar together as a power couple. And also, I'd like to give some debt of gratitude to my IBS Electronics global team. Thank you for believing me as your leader and uh and all the crazy ideas i have moving forward in this dynamic market and also i'd like to thank all our customers and partners for giving us opportunities to serve you with supply chain solutions i'd like to thank you all for this so we're really excited to get started here today keep in mind we do want all of you guys to send in your comments we are live on facebook youtube and linked through linkedin so make sure you do send any of your questions or comments that way we can help answer any questions that you have or offer more solutions so to get started let's have a little bit of fun here so first miss manikadar what is something fun most people don't know about your spouse rob tavi well, I think everyone knows that Saurabh is really fun and has an infectious laugh, but um, when he was younger, did you guys all know that he was a champion RC car driver? Hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, yes. That's really exciting. So, Rob Tavi, tell us something that we don't know about Miss Superman. Well, I can say one thing. She's an amazing mother to our beautiful, two beautiful children, Shayla and Mason, and our beautiful fur baby, Dougie the Doodle, which you probably can see. He's uh, sitting there behind the desk for me. And also, I am kind of, I'm the biggest kid at all, and she's taking care of me as well. So she does an amazing job with that. That's great. So I'm sure you can see how they're really able to manage their work-life balance and really um, thrive with their new businesses and existing businesses to really revolu revolutionize the industries that they're a part of. So now we have a question regarding how do you manage your work-life balance? So Mana, please give us some insight regarding how you manage your work-life balance so successfully. Well, um, I think we have a lot of support around us. And um, I think beyond the support, it takes a lot of planning. You know, Saurabh and I both travel internationally. Well, we used to <laughs> up until about a month ago. We, we travel internationally, domestically very, very often. Um, so, you know, we need to make sure that our schedules are aligned. So we typically like to have one parent at home with the kids at all times. Um, so we, and secondly, communicate, you know, wh what are my strengths? What are his strengths? Um, so that we know that you know, that person is handling what they should be handling. Like I generally do all of the calendaring for a, is, is probably not the best with administrative skills and, and or scheduling. <laughs> so then I handle all of that uh, piece of it. But, you know, I think we just need to be, we're just supportive of each other. And if I have a last minute something or another, then the other person just picks right up and, and handles it. Yeah, I can add to that um, on that is one thing is too, as, as two leaders coming to it, we're both type A personalities, you know, how, how do we work on this as being coming home, being a leader and then coming home in the, in the home place with our family? How do we, you know, 
vice, how do we work that together? How do we shut off? We come on, but I think we really complemented each other because for me, uh, one thing that's that has done is giving me more of an organization. I always had like a uh, say, she, she was the igniter for the fuel of my rocket. You know, we met, came together. She really um, gave me the empowerment to even move to be a, become a better person, become a better leader, better father. And, um, and it really helps me um, in, you know, and anything, it quantifies everything in my life that goes from the working with our kids, um, having been more patience, and also working with my with my team, with my global team, with different cultures. You know, we really come together and have a synergy um, and also we invest in ourselves. And the one thing I'd say everybody out there, number one thing is invest in yourselves, the continuous learning. You know, I mean, being vulnerable, you know, we, we do a lot. We do a lot of continuous learning in our relationship, invest in our relationship, communication skills, conflict resolution. You know, these are a lot of things that not that you just have in the office workplace, but you have to have at home. And if you don't invest in just your skills at the work, but also don't invest in skills at the home, at your home with your partner and with your family, you know, there's, it's, it's very challenging to have a successful relationship and a bond moving forward so i can see a lot of these skills i mean we've been to i mean to be honest we, we do um to be people out there who are married and have kids we do have we have marriage therapists we've been going to we don't have problems but you know what it's helped us through these challenging or last year it's helped us with communication especially during these times very challenging we have bad days business shut down we can't have employees coming these are the things that we learn how to feed off each other and those skill set that we learn through the through those counseling sessions or through the books that we read has really allowed us to be dynamic and keep the positivity of moving forward so that's one thing i say a lot there is these are things that we do to uh, train ourselves and continuously improve that's really great i think we can all take something from that and apply it to our own personal or professional life this is really great so let's move on from this question our next question is for rob tabby and this is prior to this pandemic did you have a business continuity plan in place and if so how is it implemented successfully yes now business continuity make it simple um our business uh, ivs electronics is in supply chain we example uh, provide, say, listen for example, the cell phone. The cell phone has a lot of different, say, 100 different components in it. Um, we supply a lot of these components to manufacturers, mostly in the Far East or in Asia region. They're designed in the States and out there. So for a lot of these manufacturers that we deal with, um, they have a supply chain. And about five years ago, a lot of this BCP started coming to play because of natural disasters, you know, earthquakes. Things that uncertain out there that can have to play. A lot of our customers have come to us, hey, do you guys have a BCP plan to become an approved supplier? Do you have a BCP plan in place? And for me, I'm like, a BCP plan? Then I'm like, business continuity plan. What, what does that mean? And then we have to define that going to risk management, mitigation. What happens, example, is a natural disaster. You have a supply chain, you have a warehouse, you have people in a certain area, and it's shut down. Just like how we're feeling in the States right now. There's a lot of sh businesses shut down. And what happens to that? Because the supply chain or essential workforce still needs to work. They need products, they need to build, just like the medical uh, device. You know, all the medical devices need supply chain components to build their ventilators, for example. If we shut down, what happens? Where does that resource come in? So we had to build this. And it took a while, you know, because for me as a builder research, it takes investment. But the business continuity plan is like, okay, software, how can we be cloud-based? How can we control? My goal about four or five years ago when we started this was to get if we can't control everything from our cell phone or access all the data from our cell phone, then we're behind. There's no mitigation of that. So for our, our to make it very simple, our whole global system management is cloud-based. We have different types of systems of Microsoft, Amazon, uh, our CRM system is cloud-based. So everything is there to reduce the amount of mitigation. If we lose our internet connection in office, our systems don't go down because we can have data from another tool. So these are the, the 
points of the business continuity program that we had in place that allows us to be dynamic in pandemics that we're facing today. That's yeah, really and I have to so, say, I have to say that um, you know, Saurabh and was really instrumental in my business continuity plan. I mean, we we had talked about migrating from, um, you know, what we were just doing in the office. I think we were just using like a basic system to moving to like a Microsoft-based. You know, we use um, Office 365 and and Teams, and really have uh, we started doing that maybe two or three years ago. Not really, you know, not too much of a benefit because we were all in the office together and, and we didn't recognize until very recently where things like having, you know, the, the cloud-based systems where everyone can share their information was really instrumental in making um, a fairly seamless transition to everyone working remotely. Yeah, I mean, I could add to that. I mean, for some of our plain supply chain, we have qualification certifications. If you have ISO 9001, we're also AS9120 certified for aerospace defense. So these types of uh, center operating procedures, SOPs you have in place, you know, we get audited daily from auditors in these type of firms that say we have to have all these systems that it, it, it's a flow process from the start to beginning, from any type of product you're producing, there has to be a flow of a chain that goes across and you have to have certain parameters of risk mitigation at every single point so that supply doesn't work as well as mana has that too for her products and cosmetics because she has many manufacturers products components they have to make sure that we audit also the manufacturers we work with to make sure they can produce things for her products and they don't have any downtime because it also comes to her customers at the end of the day it's all about business and book and build if you can't mm -hmm. build a ship you can't go from that aspect you know that's where we come into what we implemented i mean of course we're Microsoft 365, our whole organization is Microsoft 635. Our ERP is hosted on Amazon. We use a pipe drive CRM system. And all these three, I didn't know, you know, it, and it, it's it's difficult. Remember, it took me, it took us about a year, year and a half to implement this globally. And, but it, it's, I can imagine people that weren't at this point, it's very, it's, it took us a year and a half. So imagine people who started to do this last month. It, it took us a long time because it changed. The habit of change, embracing the change. People don't like change, but right now we're forced. So, but I hope that everybody out there um, is getting the change and moving forward and trying to adapt quicker and um, understanding that these are the technologies for us to move forward and communicate like we are today on this platform that we're using. That's really great. So now we have another question for Manikadar. And this question is, how can technology help you plan and mitigate the potential three to six month of dip or loss of incoming revenue? Yeah. So. I mean, so many ways, just like we talked about with the, you know, the cloud-based systems for communication. But so my background, I actually, you know, went to SD, SD studied corporate finance um, and actually became a corporate banker. So uh, I think what we can do is, you know, there's so many systems out there in place for us to really plan out what it is we need from like an expense standpoint. So we kind of saw this thing coming, but I don't think that, you know, even with most companies with some type of backup plan. I mean, there was, I don't know if there was a backup plan that could prepare anyone for this, but what we can do is utilize our resources like our accounting softwares for QuickBooks and even like basic spreadsheets to really map out what, you know, what are our expenses and what are, is our income? You know, personally with my company, about 90% of our income was wiped out. So um, to prepare for that, we really needed to see where we can plan for like a cash flow perspective, you know, what's coming in versus what's going out and um, and really utilize what's out there today to see, you know, what what programs are out there in place and what can you, Dougie agrees with what I'm saying, <laughs> uh, what, you know, what you can, um, what you can from an expense perspective and what we have coming in from like a, a revenue perspective, you know, right now, I think people really need 
to maintain their cash position to be in a place where, you know, we don't know how long this is going to last for. So how, how much cash do you need to really ensure that your operation is, is fully functional for as long as possible? And Rob, do you have anything to add to this? Well, I agree. I mean, the technology mitigation plan, it, it's its exactly what it needed. I mean, uh, I think uh, Mana nailed it on the head right there is what she's done. And don't get me wrong, she's also been an assistant to working together to be able to how to mitigate this, to go through and be ahead of it. You know, and there's a lot of um, programs out there for companies, just like what uh, we're all facing with the SBA programs, the PPP. And uh, but in those programs to help us, you know, mitigate you know, employment costs, you know, these type of things, it's, it's challenging and it's not as easy as you would think it is, because even as a small business owner or as a medium sized business owner, you have to have all the financial information and it's um, the guidance um, uh, because things are changing so fast every day. And what we're facing today is like how many forms, different forms we fill out. I mean, if any of you about there had to participate in this, there was like five different revisions of a form that you filled out yeah. five times with different banks, different SBAs, that this confusing. And if someone who doesn't have a finance background is not just a business entrepreneur, but really is not a finance person, to get all that data, all that information, have it in one place and submit it right away, it's it's not that easy. It's kind of complicated, to be honest, you know, because yeah. everybody's in a hurry to face their cash flow because they have employees, they want to lay them off or furloughs. I mean, we're facing, we're seeing what's going on. And it's, as a small business, it's very challenging because we're, it cash flow is is what it is especially in your when you make a product or distributor product um cash flow is another thing because you have inventory costs you have operation costs people pay you on terms these are the types of things that we have to manage and how do we manage one two three four months out as mana says is three to six months you can have a gap of customers coming to her say hey sorry we we know we owe you money but we're not going to pay you for three months because we're having issues so it, it's a flow so it, goes back and Dougie's really upset about that. <laughs> he's really upset about that. So he's trying to say, you know, I want my dog food, my gourmet dog food or whatever he needs, but he can't get it because there's no cash coming in. So, uh, but these are the things that we try to work together. And for everybody out there, you know, we feel the pain because we feel it directly. We understand the businesses. We understand a lot of people are out of jobs. I mean, it's, it's stress, but the problem is, is how can we take this, learn and move forward and be positive about it? Because in the, the days we can't let our fears um, you know, uh, take us back and, you know, change our mindset. So we have to move forward and we have to evolve and be stronger together. So in regards to that, in the current situation and how can we apply this into the future, how are you currently leading your global teams remotely? So Rob Tavi, can you please share some in information or insight to us? Yes. So as you guys see, I mean, I um, extensively traveled for 20 years. I've been extensively traveling around the world, but heavily in Asia. And most of the time communicating was before the smartphones and stuff was I was traveling, meeting offices. I was doing a lot of rounds, spending three to four weeks at a time out there doing rounds to different offices. But the technology now as we've implemented, especially we're very Microsoft heavy, is allowed us to be able to uh, right now, especially to lead with that because I have I'm creating a lot of video content, because a lot of marketing information. I can talk to them on our you know Teams or any type of WhatsApp or any type of information out there that I can give them positive information. We can have Zoom calls. Everybody's zooming these days. The Zoom life is real, um, and all the different you know go to meetings, WebEx. You know I we've I have every single platform and every app on my phone on my computer to be able to communicate with my team at any different geographical location don't get me wrong you know that's one thing is that's how do you lead and keep positive and that's one thing for me is really looking to myself is giving that that hope right that courage behind them and is to give them hey there is a sense people working from home people get a little bit of you know stuck in their home because their families are there their kids are there they're not used to it it's a change for them and also 
the fear of being in front of the, the camera is new for everybody too. Again, don't get me wrong, this technology isn't like life-changing this year. It's been around for many years, but now you can see many companies have been working remotely telecommuting, but it's a very small percentage. Now, 90% of the workforce is, is to this point of working community and being in front of the camera. And it is the vulnerabilities come out because people don't like to put their face. Don't get me wrong. I have been securities too. About a year ago, I, I had a friend challenge me um, to, hey, put your life in front of the camera. See what you do to humanize your connection and lead with your team and show people what you're doing and, and do this. And I can say his name out there, uh, shout out to Alec Hansen, who really challenged me. And this is what things that brought together and it allowed me to lead my team um, and keep them motivated during these times, even business slows down or different things of uh, natural disasters happen. It allows us to really lead them remotely, give them guidance and be connected, honestly, 24 hours a day for the support that they need. Trust me, I know my team, I have close to 100 team members. They all have my phone just to message me anytime and always give them that because, hey, we need to work together and be stronger together to move forward past this. That's something that I can definitely add to is Rob is definitely a great leader when it comes to leading with showing empathy and driving us all to be more optimistic. So Mana, what can you add to this? Yeah, I think, you know, leading, um, wonderful words, babe. I agree with everything you just said. Um, I think also, you know, leading your team um, has a lot to do with like leading by example. You know, it, it, it was really challenging, um, especially when this whole the first wave of this pandemic hit where, uh, you know, when you're, when you are the leader of the company, people look to you to be positive, to have solutions, um, and, you know, to, to put on a, a happy face when in fact, you know, those first few weeks were very, 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 you know, challenging. Um, and it's still very uncertain, but I think, you know, for your team to see that you have your act together or some semblance of trying to keep your act together. Um, I think that's important. I think also conversely showing, you know, your vulnerabilities and also being very um, upfront and honest with what, you know, we're going through as leaders makes them understand, you know, and be empathetic for us too, because, you know, there's, there's like the weight that's on our shoulders right now and making sure that our, our teams are, you know, gainfully employed, you know, neither one of us has had to furlough or lay off um, anyone. And I think we're both very proud of that. Um, and also, you know, having other other things in place to keep our our teams moving forward. Like, for example, um, we have a Brooklyn consultant, uh, his name is Kevin DeAllen, and he does, you know, one-on-ones with our teams um, still. So he's there to almost like a life coach uh, to really guide our team through these challenging times you know what what are they feeling and thinking like personally and professionally and how do we become stronger you know as a team as a result so uh, just just little things like that I think every every bit helps along the way yeah. that's great so it sounds like you guys have really invested in some different technology tools that are really allowing you to manage your team and allow them to thrive while working remotely so what type of ROI or what return on this investment are you seeing from investing in these new technologies or tools or softwares well I'll start with that um, I'll start with that I mean one thing is that we've gone over the technologies of using Microsoft these basis but for my thing is the ROI return is allowing me to scale you know, even this time is allowing me to communicate and scale easily. 
is I, I one thing for me was I was we're opening offices in different countries, especially these emerging markets where manufacturing is happening. Is when I plug in, if I have that technology basis of having something that's cloud based, and I wanted to make sure, hey, I hire a new applicant, I want them to be able to plug in his computer to the cloud, have an internal intranet to be able to train them, give them all the tools that's remotely there, and the communication tools very easily to be able to scale operations in each different segment, country, state very easily and grow that. As you know, Matt, because you're you were involved with some of this marketing stuff and things that we've done with the building an internal internet infrastructure, building a video, being a streaming, being the marketing content, one place that anybody can plug into to build that. So the really investment allowed us, even though the investment actually people say, you know, we're a medium sized, small, medium sized business and we don't have millions and millions of dollars to invest in software. So I, it, it took me time to find software and you know microsoft has a great platform that if you really uh go into it and look into it you can build a full thing and we did it internally we didn't even bring in consultants which was something i think we've learned ourselves that we learned how the whole process works from front to end and built a dynamic system that we can have globally to be able to scale our business, to be able to communicate, be able to manage, be able to lead, be able to see the opportunities. You know, for me, leading my team is I don't like to micromanage. I have to, I'm a very macro manager, very, I was a visionary, I have the why and, you know, I create the why and my team does the how of execution, you know, and that's really what I, I've come into of leading with that and that, that technology has allowed me to see what's going on without actually knocking on every so hey what are you doing what are you doing um and that's with a very horizontal style of leadership and that technology has allowed me to do that to monetize it and really grow exponentially that's great, yeah, i think it also gives you know team members a lot of opportunities to to um excel and, and to to self-lead so you know usually with all of these systems that we have in place it's very clear what everyone's job duties are, what their responsibilities and, and due dates, right? So there's no need, like to, to Sarab's point, no need to like micromanage people, but also it keeps people accountable. Like this, this is what you know is going on. This is what you have to do. I think um, from our perspective, you know, there, as any businesses, you know, are, are growing, there, there are there's this learning curve and and opportunity cost and and mistakes that are made. You know, usually mistakes are very, very, very costly. And of course, we're all trying to not make those mistakes. So I think it also helps from a cost savings perspective where when everything's lined out and everyone understands what the deadlines are, you know, I'm in manufacturing. So, you know, if a customer needs a product by a certain date, there's a lot of things that need to happen in order to get there. Because if the product is delivered by that date, we either lose the sale or we have to pay, you know, uh, there, there's financial consequences that are involved. So when everyone knows what they're doing, we really uh, mitigate and minimize, you know, the, the chance for errors and henceforth you then, you know, you save a ton of money along the way too. So I think there's a lot of upfront costs with investing in these new technology tools that over time, I think it really just, you know, pays off in so many different ways. That's great. It really seems to be helping both of you operate more seamlessly. So now another question for us given to um, in regards to the current state of the world. So, Mana, can you share some insight into how can we or others create opportunity during a time of crisis? Yeah, you know, I think I think there's opportunity all around us. And I, uh, it really is just a matter of like taking a step back and, you know, pausing for a minute and recognizing what, what's happening here. Like, how is this landscape going to change? And what is this world going to look like after um, after the dust settles, right? So for example, in, in my industry, we create products, we create beauty products, you know, men, women, children, actually not children yet, but, uh, you know, pets. 
And so how is that going to change just just from that aspect? So so sanitation comes to mind, right? Like I didn't have any hand sanitizer products and all the hand sanitizer products out there look like this, which is not very attractive, right? So now it's my job to make this, you know, integrate into everyone's beauty routine. And what does that look like? Well, you're going to have to see when I launch these products. But, you know, that's, that's um, you know, that's definitely a segment that, you know, hygiene is going to change and we're going to need some more products that, that evolve with us. So, you know, um, that's what I'm doing. Rob, what are you doing? Uh, one thing is occurring opportunity is there's a lot of opportunity because in my in my field there's we got the shift of pivot the pivot side of you know a lot of medical we deal with medical manufacturing and also we had an inrush of medical products needed so creating the opportunity is now for me is also stepping back a little bit understanding hey where are we going where is the technology going not just jump in front of hey i just want to sell medical products from mask or ppe or do this and, and taking care of this because for me also is i had an opportunity to sell a lot of ppe i have all sources i have sources all over the world and for me i didn't want to do that business of trading and selling if a government came to me customer came to me they want to support ppe i would do it but i i don't have the my ethical moral compass doesn't let me do that there's a lot of money in it but it's not but it's thinking about what I can do for the products that we currently have, and also think about the future, bringing on components that uh, are products that can allow us to monetize them or help bring a solution or possible, you know, te technology. What's happening? Everything's cloud-based, computing, data centers, these type of things. That's it's going to happen. It's going to move. It's pivoting us to move faster forward than we ever have. The IoT, got to get more into the IoT market. All the things are happening. I mean, Google right now and Apple, if you can say, are working on a thing from your phone. Where you can trace from IoT, Internet of IoT stands for Internet of Things, that everything communicates together, which is autonomous AI. That's also you know, you know similar platforms and how they're communicating, where they can track you and tell you if you're around anybody who had the example the virus, and they can and in other countries are actually doing this already, but they're going to do that also in, these, in the states, which is I think not just for the coronavirus for what's happening. I think for the future, five, ten years down the road, if this happens again, this technology is going to really allow us to value. And that's what we have to look for the future. It's not about that today, because you know, today is too late. We have to look about how we can adapt to the future and create opportunity for the future after this pandemic. That's great. And it seems like we do have a lot of people commenting. So we'll be displaying a few of these comments here. Keep in mind, if you do have any comments or questions, please feel free to submit those. And Rob and Mana are happy to answer any of your questions. It sounds like we have some people excited for Mana's new hand sanitizer product. That is a hot <laughs> commodity nowadays. So it's really great that we have a lot of different people commenting and engaging with us. Remember, do please send in your questions. Um, so the next question that we do have for Mana and Rob is regarding what have you learned from the COVID-19 pandemic? And to shape your business, um, how can we apply this or adapt to the new normals of life? What is the new normal? Is there a new normal? Well, I'll start with that. You know, what have you learned is a um, big thing about this pandemic is uh, the human connection of keeping connected and uh, having gratitude and thinking and, and people's safety, you know, because we we all get busy in life today. I mean, I can tell for us, you know, how it shaped our new normals is even our family in the last month and a half, we actually have been spending more quality time with our family than we ever have with our kids, you know, and as having two leading, um, you know, parents of uh, working all the time, we actually got to step back and shape the new normal of our lives. Say, hey, we can do both this work-life balance, we can do both. We can just take a little bit more time to spend with our kids instead of, because we're always busy, we're always connected, right? But now 
we're just as busy. We're even busier, but we are spending more time with our families as well. So the new normal to me, I'm liking this new normal. I'm liking what's happening. Of course, I like to see my family and friends more and have some more interactions. Of course, that I, I do, but also with my team is having more connection. I've never had so much connection with my team ever. Usually I travel to Asia every quarter and I see my face to face and we don't communicate, but now I'm communicating with everybody. I'm jumping in sales calls, purchasing operations calls, just saying, hello, how's everybody doing? And seeing everybody's face and humanizing that connection and also giving them positivity and hope that we're moving forward, we're getting past this. And I, we are all there to support them because we get down sometimes. I've had down days too. Yes, my significant other man has supported me. Hey, it's okay, we can move past this because sometimes we all need that positive reinforcement to help us. And right now, what's happening in the world, it's allowing us to be optimistic, move forward and work together and give that positivity. Um, and so a platform to excel and spread the word, you know, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, we're all having challenges, uh, we're all working together. And if I can give someone a sense of hope and change their day, that's all, that's a big thing for me. Just like doing this webinar, uh, giving some people what we're doing, how we're adjusting, what shifting is really having us to the new normal to adapt to the business, to the, the day living, and to the change of this this pandemic that we're living in today. Yeah, I mean, you know, from you know, definitely from a personal perspective, we we are spending more time together, and it 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 really was nice to take a step back and go, okay, like you know, you leave at the end of the day, and there's just certain things that you need to prioritize, and you just don't get to because I want to go home and I want to hang out with my kids and have them ride bikes down the street. But from a business perspective, it really, it, it's really taught me a lot of things. You know, prior to the pandemic happening, our company was on a 40 to 50% trajectory of growth year over year. Um, and so we were so busy focusing on being reactive to that business versus being proactive to all of the things that we could be doing. Let me give you an example. So in finance, you should never, 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 never have a concentration in business, meaning you shouldn't have too much of one area of business focused on either a customer or a segment, right? I failed and I totally, you know, did not follow what I was educated on and what I knew already where I had about, you know, let's say 90% of the business in retail distribution. It wasn't necessarily one customer, but it was a very large segment of business. So when that was taken away, I, you know, immediately you have to go into problem resolution mode. I think, you know, a lot of business owners, especially the successful ones, we have problems every day. It really is about how do we solve those problems and come up with solutions where we can really get ahead. So now, okay, there goes 90% of the revenue stream. Well, fine. We fortunately still have, you know, other revenue streams, which were um, direct to consumer, we have uh, box business and some other channels as well. So then we took a step back and started focusing on those other areas and really making those robust, you know, where we are um, expanding all of our e-com type of business to where there's so much opportunity there. We just didn't take the time to pause when we were so busy, right, um, being reactive that we didn't explore and prepare for for those strategies. And I think that, that goes back to like that business continuity plan, not just for like disasters, but for these types of situations where what if something major happens with one customer, one segment, you know, you really have to um, be able to move quickly. So, uh, and to repair what was lost. Yeah, I mean, I could add to that one thing I just say is, let's give a little shout out to Amanda who has actually an organized <laughs> business journal. I just got this fresh off the press. It's a re how the retail new normal 
and she has a whole article about what's happening, what, how she's explaining what's going on with the retail business and the disaster. So, you know, she's not only this, she's also on the front of the Orange County Business Journal, which is a, you know, <laughs> part of her accolades that she has, but always on, you know, in front of everything. But, you know, being an example and showing, doesn't matter if your business is down, we still have to keep moving forward, keep positivity and spreading the word of our experiences and what we've learned from what we're doing daily life and give it to other companies out there. Because, you know, our, sometimes it's not our success. Sometimes it's a failure that helps other people and allows us to be successful in the future and give that influence to other people mm -hmm. and not that make that mistake because our friends families co-workers company even competition we're all working together and that's one thing it is and this is even if you're a competitor you are not i mean we are all right now together you know i don't want my competitors to fail i don't want anything i want everybody to succeed in this you know we need to get past this we need to keep our employees we need to keep everybody up and uh and work together there's no more uh, let the as i said leave the egos as, as i i'm a work at my gym my coach always says leave your ego outside the door when you walk in here and that's what i would say for our workplaces you have to leave your ego outside the door because you come in here you have to have empathy you have to have gratitude and work together forget about your ego put that back there especially in a time like this so that's really great. I think we can all take something from this and apply it to our personal and work life. Um, as Mercy just said right here, she says, we're all in this together. So they say, we're all in this together. It sounds like we are in this together. So we all can learn something from this and apply it. So I want to thank everyone for joining us today. This concludes right. our first webinar with IBS Electronics Group. Thank you, Supermana and Rob Tabby for being our, our guests. And it was a pleasure being your hostess with the mostest. So we look forward to more in the future. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we end? For well, first of all, thank you all for listening. Thank you for this. You know, um, to be honest, you know, vulnerability being live on something we haven't done this platform before. We didn't know how it was going to go, and it's gone well, and I love it. Thank you, Matthew, for moderating this. Thank you to my beautiful wife, Mana, Super Mana, and uh, I always leave everybody at this. Remember, guys, be smart, be thoughtful, be generous. Have a lovely day, everyone.